Okay, so Bud Light Orange? Bud Light Orange slaps. It's a new thing. It. It's hot. It's great. Probably the only Ooh. Bud Light that I enjoy now. So is that Fireball. Fireball's hot <laughs> as well. We're being trashy as hell today. We've done some horrible stuff to get prepared for this episode. <laughs> we have some disturbing topics, don't you know? Yeah, we're haunted right now. We're haunted. We're trying to shake them. Yeah, we're trying to shake our ghosts. And our demons, demons, but we keep making new ones all the time, every day. Make friends with our demons. Yeah, make your enemies your friends. Um, enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't, I don't know. It's going somewhere. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I hope you guys have watched Hell Your Season Two by now. My goodness, if you have not, I don't know what you're doing. No, you're not a, a true believer. I guess you're not a real person. Not even a real. Yeah. If you don't think about goblins from time to time, do not associate yourself with me. Goblins are the quintessential thing that ties all of us together in life. Um, You didn't realize that. You thought it was maybe like religion or sex or maybe McDonald's. Taxes. Taxes. But it's goblins. Uh, Goblins run the world. (sighs) Goblins do run the world, and they are under your feet right right now. now here in Kentucky. We won't, you know, spoil Hellier for you too bad if you haven't watched it yet. But, I mean, the premise of the show is basically an investigation of, I guess, goblins that would be around since the Hopkinsville touchdown? Yeah. Um, possibly. The, if not earlier. Maybe older. Yeah, there's, there's I can't remember like, trains of thoughts here. I mean, uh, they don't... And, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it because everyone should watch the show and decide for themselves. And Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, no, that there are two trains of thought as far as how far back the goblins go and what their purpose is, and and uh, we subscribe to both of those. Yep, we are All here pushing the goblin agenda, and that's worse than the gay agenda if you get right down to it. Well, yeah, you still pushing the gay agenda? Yeah, I mean the gay agenda is fine. Yeah, no, but it's, we're pushing it's so it. far. If, if but I we do won, have an like, agenda in the, in the agenda, I think they they won and it. It's fine. You see what yeah. happened? But we Society are pushing it, though. Right? We're, yeah, pushing we're pushing the gay it. agenda. Yeah, yeah okay, good. We just want to be clear on that. We are pushing the gay agenda right and here. the goblin ones. And the goblin ones. And there may be some crossover. Who knows? Stay tuned. I'm not sure. But Hellier Season 2, um, some of our friends are good friends. Some creative acquaintances of ours are in Hellier Season 2 being interviewed here in Somerset, Kentucky, where this podcast is being recorded, because that's our hometown. Yep. One of which has been on this podcast before. Old yeah. Kyle Cadell. Kyle Cadell, the Mothman expert, as he's known. And, uh, and Mothman has a lot to do with Hellier, just to, or has some to do with Hellier. Yeah. Um, a little bit of everything comes up, yeah. here, honestly. <laughs> it uh, all goes back to... To the goblins. They tie it all in, uh, which got us... Okay, so we got off on this track of information um, after watching Hellier Season 2, and apparently it has been discovered that one of our favorite campsites, which is Little Lick, is what it's called, Little Lick Campground. Technically like a horse campground, so it's a little ways out there. Somehow, so... Yeah. They put up, like, post for you to tie your horse down. You'd have to, but I'll say this, you know, at every campground we've been to pretty much 
besides a few, th- there's almost always something to hang stuff off of anyway. Yeah. Are those horse campgrounds? No. Is every campground a horse campground? No, horse, can, clearly defined. Horses just shouldn't be able to go wherever they please. Horses shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere they please. In fact, they should be treated as a, like a second class animal. Like a subspecies. Um, like a subspecies. Um, should really be um, brutalized and, and beaten down for the war yeah. animals that they are. We don't care for horses here. No, we're not a horse friendly podcast. Nope. Um, this they've, is. Uh, they've committed a lot of atrocities across the uh, years and um, mm-hmm. not a fan. Yeah, it's and they're scary. They're skulls, scary. Actually, yeah, they are. Have you ever seen? Yeah, 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 they actually are. Fun fact in like Estonian, I think it was Estonian mythology that like is this really a fun fact? It's not fun. Okay, um, there's like a horse skeleton will like wrap outside your door, like when you're near death or something like that. He's like, yo, my name is horse. Creepy. I don't remember. Yeah, that was really rough. Someone's gonna yell at us for that. Yeah, it's probably not even Estonian, but whatever it is, that's a belief somewhere. Well, I didn't know horses like could rap. They rap like um, Logic, actually. That they sound exactly like him. Why? Are, why do people not like Logic? That's just he's white, I g- and black. Have you heard the songs? Yeah, that's why. Actually, is because he's biracial <laughs> and everything. Like, Shut the fuck up, white boy. <laughs> oh God, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have also been recording lately with, as we mentioned before, Kyle Cadell. Um, and another man by the name, another man, I don't know, I don't use that word much anymore, another dude, D-double-zero-D, Nathan Isaacs, which uh, the way we could plug Nathan right now is uh, go to YouTube, type in Summer Sessions, S-O-M-E-R-S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Yep, Summer Sessions. champion. That was not impressive. Yeah, well, give me give me a word. Give like at the record word. show, he's googling. He was googling it as I was I, not. My hands are um, both hands are on the table. On the tablet. The table. Tablet. Tablet. On the Google. And anyway, uh, he's got some amazing videos he's made of like Tyler Childers. Um, he has one of the only uh, record, actually the only recording of Tyler Childers singing that. What's that song called? Uh, Messed Up Kid. Messed Up Kid. Yeah, uh, it's a great yeah. song. Probably my f- favorite Tyler Childers song. Yeah, is it's on, up there. Yeah, it's very good. What's and, interesting is Nathan had recorded evidently um, Feathered Indians also at the same time. The other one instead. But I'll be honest. I'm glad he chose to do what he yes. did because. Feathered Indians, that song, uh, that's kind of the banger. There's other recordings of that song. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's a great song, but it's not this Messed is Up Kid. the only place you can listen to Messed Up Kid, and it's great. Yes. Um, but he has several other... We've posted them before on Laura20's Facebook. I know the uh, Devils in Appalachia by, I think, Derek Spencer. That's a great song. Oh, my goodness. That song is incredible, and we were listening to it around the time that we recorded our Witch episode, maybe, yep. I think. That's when, yeah, that's basically kind of when we found it. Witch Time with the Boys. That's a good episode, if I may say so myself. Yeah. It's all our content. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so Nathan and Kyle Cadell uh, and... Beatty and I and a bunch of people are currently working on a podcast. It's going to come out probably early next year sometime, maybe in the spring. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called Penny Royal, A Year in the Life of a Town. And I don't want to get into any information. No. Because, like Nathan's done like all the research. He's he yeah. has so much that he's found and discovered for about this town and stuff. Yeah, like I don't want... Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It's scary. It's scary. But uh, we're going to be on that a little bit. It's going to be dope. And I hope you guys listen to it, and I hope that our town survives it. 
Yeah, it's I'll be gonna honest. be it's gonna be rough. I'm gonna it's, be honest for the town of Somerset once that comes out. <laughs> yeah, pure chaos. No podcast will matter. Yeah. I, I could seriously the podcast that tore the town in half. Oh, I could see this podcast becoming like serial or one of those. I hope so. Like, I believe it, it could. We really think it's that good, and I don't know. It's not. It's seriously not bias. It's just insane. Like the amount of stuff that if I anybody, found about my town that I didn't know about yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And honestly, if you were to make these claims about any town, everyone would find it interesting and listen because these claims, which he has quite a bit of evidence for, are insane. Yeah. I mean, they're. Yeah. Uh, so you could say this about anybody and people would be like, it's what? like HBO level of writing. It is. But it's real. And HBO level of audio quality. Yes. It sounds incredible. That is true. Um, in fact, HBO, give Nathan a call if you want to pick this up as like a. You know, True Detective has kind of fallen off as far it as has, the series goes, yeah. but and you could pick it back up with this story. Yeah. HBO, thanks for listening. We thanks really appreciate HBO. it. I, yeah, all my friends at HBO, shout out. Shout out Steve, shout out Roger. Shout out Elliot. And, and uh, uh, who could forget Chris? Karen. And Karen. Who could forget? Who could forget Karen? HBO would not exist without you guys and us. So anyway, that's pretty much the housekeeping type of things that we have going on right now. Want to bust into what we probably will turn into a short series, possibly a two-parter, and more than maybe two. But we'll see. More than maybe two. Yes, maybe. What's up? What's after two? Is it three? I and then uh, and then maybe four at the most. I think that's the highest really? that I can count, and also the highest that we'll probably go on this. We series. might go four-parter. We might go a four-parter. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I have enough storage space on my MacBook for that. We might have to start deleting stuff. Delete some of that. Uh, gift our uh, Patreon. Porn. We'll get a hard yeah. drive. We don't have we'll a Patreon. Yeah, we we've talked about a Patreon on this podcast a few times, uh, but yeah. we're very reluctant to ask for money for any reason. But we may put one out here soon. Yeah, uh, you know, just maybe. just for fun. Yeah, we do have people we'll that spend actually your money listen. on fun things like um, drugs and alcohol. If you give to our Patreon, we'll throw a party. Yes, and whatever I I don't know. I guess whatever drugs you want, we'll just buy them. Just do it. Yep. With the Patreon money. Heroin. We'll, you gotta, we'll start a trap house. Black Tar Heroin. Black Tar Heroin. Lore 20 house party. It sounds like a good time. Um, I hope people can tell that we're sarcastic, but we'll just, yeah. we'll just put it out there just in case they don't just know. Just in case. Uh, slash S. Slash S. Sarcasm. All right. So this series, possibly called the Fey Folk, depending on what we decide to call it, but we're going to go with the Fey Folk right now, right? Yes. Okay. We're going to so, focus on mostly Appalachian uh, faith folk myths, but, you know, as we are wont to do. Yeah. Uh, we will we will dabble into the other. Because that's the thing with faith folk. They're worldwide. Yeah. They're worldwide. Uh, the Islamic religion has them. They're called, like, uh, peris in Islam um, culture, which is P-E-R-I. Hmm. And they're basically the same deal as, like, fairies. But see... It is weird how, like, in different cultures, sometimes they uh, consider them benevolent spirits, and sometimes they're malicious. And then sometimes they're both. Yes. It just depends. Yeah, fairies do not, according to research that I've found recently, fairies do not have to be good. No, not at all. Um, some of them are terrifying. Some of them are bad. They don't all have to be women. No. Um, that is just kind of a recent, more recent spin. Most of them probably don't even have genders. We don't know. Possibly not. Um, but I do have some interesting information about the very origin of fairies yes. that I don't know if you're going to get into or not. No, you go first. You but, get, you're going to, you're going to delve into like the history of like yes. just fairies and any cultural 
international world, and then I'm going to focus, I'm a hyper focus on Appalachia. Yeah. So uh, basically, what I wanted to get into is kind of the origin of fairies, and what I kind of have to say about that is fairies. One of the earliest, like, um, what the right word is here? Uh, Not a conspiracy, but. Uh, it's like a Christian like myth. It's like a spinoff of Christianity um, in the early in the early stages of in the Christianity. Christian cinematic universe, Christian lore. Yeah, um, it, it it tends to be speculated that Eve, the first woman mm-hmm. in the Bible, was banging one day. Yeah, obviously. What well, you think about it, if. Uh, you know, according to the Bible, if everything was perfect, Eve had to be absolutely... Both Eve and Adam, hot as shit. I bet Adam was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I bet he was. How long do you think it was? <sighs> that's a good question. I don't know. It's perfect length. I think it was about more how he used it. Yep, that's true. He used it perfectly. It was just perfectly. Everything yeah. was perfect. So... Essentially, the story goes that possibly the original fairies were from this story where Eve was bathing her children. Okay. And like I said, this is somewhat of a spinoff, mm-hmm. but um, she had some even number of children. I want to say two, four, or six. I want to say it was more than two. But either way, and it may not be exactly what the Bible said they had, but like I said, this is just like a Christian like mythos, like you know, thing. So she was bathing her children in the river and she had, say she had six, she had bathed half of them. So she had three clean children and three dirty children. And she noticed, um, that God was approaching her to have a conversation or to interact in some form or fashion, who knows? And she sees God coming and she decides she does not want God to see her children dirty. Yeah. So she hides her children behind her back. Okay. And God says, God, God notices this. Yeah. Because pretty obvious. You got like three kids on your back. You got three kids behind your back. And maybe they were better at hiding back then. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she fat? was yeah. thick. She had Might to be thick. I'm, honestly, I'm just saying it's she's perfect. Eve, then she's probably thick. She was so thick. She hid three kids behind that wagon. And God noticed them and said, because you've hidden these sons from me, I will hide them from the rest of the world. And they became invisible. Interesting. Could not communicate. It was shitty of him. And then they were the original fairies. And I'm guessing because there's so many fairies that her, that they made. Is that why they say cleanliness is next to godliness? Mm, Oh. Wow. I broke it through right there. Wow. who, Who knew? Only on this podcast. Uh, so anyway, there might be another one that said something like this. Nope. It couldn't be only on this. Nope, it's just I this don't one. know. Okay, it could be that. I don't know. It could be this one. But there's so much there's a, there's a lot more origin stories like how um essentially you you can some people believe, I think it was said by some ancient uh people that fairies were created at the first laughter of a child. And that uh, there was a, thou- a thousand fairies were created at the first time a child left ever in history. And that anytime a child says that they don't believe in a fairy, one will die. Hmm. I wish I knew I wielded that much power as a child. Ch- 
children have too much power. Yeah. We need to, uh, I what don't if, know, okay, so change the power structure. Me, you're telling me that if I got enough kids together. Yeah. And I just told them all that they have to say fairies aren't real. Mm-hmm. Well, you could wipe out the fairy population and maybe overnight. Maybe. But now, for instance... Fairy genocide. Let's say... Okay, it's it, like I said, they said, supposedly, yeah. that kids... Supposedly. Nope. Yep. That's not how you say that. I'm changing the there's word. There's not a V. There's a D. Supposedly... Language, language changes over time. But usually for legitimate reasons or because enough reason. people do it. It's not a reason. It's just a mispronunciation. Right. Plenty of things have changed because of mispronunciations. You know what? I digress. But the thing is, a child can decide not to believe in a fairy, and the fairy can cease to exist. But let's just say you continued to believe in fairies, didn't think about it for a long time, and now it just hits your mind. And you're like, Uh, well, I don't believe in fairies. Did you just kill a fairy, or did only the child have the power? And just because all the children you get together say they don't well, believe in the point them, does you it, stop being a child? Well, okay, I'm just saying that maybe your fairy is still alive, and now it's permanent. Okay, so do you have? A, does each child have a certain number of fairies that, like, is it attributed uh, to them for every, every time that they laughed? Is it more? Is it more? I laughed a lot as a child, so I probably birthed a lot of fairies with my laughter semen. <laughs> Well, I don't know that you necessarily birth them or... I impregnated uh, Mother Nature with more fairies. I don't know that Mother Nature that, had anything to do with it. I think Mother Nature uh, does produce the fairies. You do? Yes. You're going to have to provide some? We, we got, we'll get there later. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All right. So that's basically my small bit of information. There's more things that I'd like to talk about possibly oh, no, in the future. Don't. But like, I mean, really just the main, just the main thing, uh, essentially, um, like there's a lot to be said about fairies, but, um, honestly, a lot of what people think about fairies tend to come from fairy tales. Makes sense. Why okay. That. And the reason, so in, in every fairy tale, um, the fairies are always present at the birth of the person that the fairy tale is about. Good point. Okay. So for instance, a very popular famous fairy tale that a lot of people have heard and regurgitated and made movies about is going to be Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. If you'll remember in the movie, which if you haven't read the book, but if in the movie, the child is born and there are three fairies present. Okay. Well, um, the fourth, uh, well, we, we won't call them the fourth because the story changes, but there was a person that was not invited to the christening of the child. That ends up being Maleficent, mm-hmm. the evil witch. Yes. Well, in the original story, there were four fairies. Okay, fairies, like I said, don't always have to be good. Fairies can be bad, and mm-hmm. they tend to go bad, according to this universe of thought, when they are offended. Now, the fourth fairy was offended that they were not invited to what ended up being Sleeping Beauty's christening. Okay. And that fairy became offended and turned evil, and that is the original story of how... Right. Yes. That is um, actually what the... that. Um, the new Maleficent with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. That's actually what they tell. The story that they tell is that she was sort she was of a fairy. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is neat. I didn't, I don't remember it exactly. So someone who has watched that movie. So they're recently. tending to subscribe to the original story of it. 
I guess. Not just her being like a witch. Because I remember, and it has been probably two years or more since I've seen mm-hmm. this movie, but I remember it did have to do with like Faye Folk and that she was good at one point and then turned evil. Yeah. Well, the thing because that turned I think her it was evil. Like, but I think in that it was like the king did something shitty to yeah. her. Like, well, in the original story, it's because she just wasn't invited. She just wasn't invited. I don't think they did exactly that. Yes. But. So uh, fairies historically and according to the ancient thought about fairies. I'm not talking about the Dis- more disnified version of it, but fairies, like I said, they don't have to be good. They don't have to be women. And also fairies apparently tend not to act on wisdom. Mm-hmm. They act more on a whim. And that is why Whimsy. when you're probably going to get into maybe some human disappearances and things, possibly, People might think, well, why would that happen? Well, it's possibly just something that a fairy may do on a whim. Yeah. They're just mad. Steal a person away. They just might be interesting. Yes. And uh, a lot of kids. They like to steal a lot of kids. And the author of Peter Pan, which I don't know exactly how you say his name, um, but I think it's James Barry. It's Barry. Yeah. It's Barry. James Barry. um, Barry. He tended to suggest that Tinkerbell was neither wholly good nor wholly evil, but that she acted on a whim. And that the reason that they act on a whim is that they're so small. They don't experience the full depth of emotions that we do. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So that is some of the historic, you know, foundation of fairies and, you know, why they're around and things like that. But I understand that maybe you have some more Appalachian. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah, I'll focus more on Appalachia, which I will say, like, of course, uh, in general, most fairies, I mean, like I said, that pretty much every, most, most religion has, has their version of fairies or, or something to do with fairies, which is, I always find it interesting when multiple religions who have never had any interaction with each other have the same thoughts as far as, like, fairies or dragons or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so I think that's interesting. But the main one, of course, would be Celtic religions, and the pagan Celtism was where it first really... Um, they were very probably the most uh, entranced by the fae folk and mm-hmm. actually did all their rituals were based around like leaving bread and milk out for them and <coughs> things yeah. like that. So of course the majority of Appalachian settlers uh, once the, once America started getting settled was Irish folk. Um, yeah, and this region, was, which is kind of where we got our granny magic and a lot of things from as well. This happened to travel from obviously the homeland, which would have come with the immigrants. So. Yes. Um, and that's, and so there's a whole, there's a whole center of belief about whether fairies, um, cause like there's some people that argue that like, Oh, well fairies actually only exist in Ireland or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, they're native, but, um, there's a, also most people believe, and especially of course our Irish Appalachian settlers believe that they follow them kind of wherever they are, that like mm-hmm. their beliefs and their, their, their people are, um, like when they brought, when, you know, they traveled over here, they also brought along all of their, you know, spiritual demons, stalkers, spiritual stalkers, yep. culture, everything came over with them. And so they still kept up with all the different traditions and, um, you know, practices that they did until they were kind of consumed into Christianity, of course, and things. But, um, and a lot of this is marred in Christianity. In fact, um, it was uh, England's King James, old King James, King James himself. That wrote the only version of the Bible that people around here decide to listen to. For some He's reason. that one that created that completely non-political version of the Bible that wasn't at all to please the king, right? It wasn't wasn't at all like written by like Shakespeare and people just to 
match yeah, up yeah. with what his personal beliefs were. Yeah, no, that's the real deal. They were not trying to kiss ass of the king. It's real. Oh, who kissed the ass of the king? No one would ever no want to do, do that. that. No. But uh, so he declared fairies back in that day mm-hmm. to be illusory spirits or demonic entities mm. that prophesied to, consorted with, and transported the individuals that they served. Uh, such as, in, like, you know, back in that time, like a witch or a sorcerer who had a compact with a familiar spirit might receive these services. In essence, they were the entities with which witches and wizards would go to when their own powers fell short. So he went oh. and lumped all these, like, and think about that. Like, you're this Irish guy who has treated probably most fairies with most, you, you revere them because they can be whimsical and, and scary sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, like, they are your guardians. Like, mm-hmm. they've been there from the birth of your child or whatever. And all of a sudden, this guy's like, no, they're all demons, little shitheads. Not good. That would um, be a big twist. So a popular Christian tenet for many years actually held that fairies were a class of demonic angels who had been cast out of heaven when Satan rebelled against God. It's mm. also part of the... So fairies were like fallen angels. Yes. Well, that's basically they just lumped them in. Again, uh, a lot of this was just to stomp out pagan beliefs. Yeah. That's it. It was just like, hey, no, your little things that you believe are actually demons. And if you keep worshiping them, then you're a Satanist. Oh, not good. So Satanists are bad. They kill yeah. babies. Yeah, they do all sorts of horrible um, orgies. Uh, all those horrible orgies. Horrible. So um, they were at the time that they moved to Appalachia. They most of um, fairies have been turned into like a fearful type species. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know. Because of, you know, the original, like I said, that, you know, you said, like you said, they were whimsical, so they weren't necessarily good or evil at times. And sometimes they were very good. They did a lot of really good things for these Mm -hmm. folks. By the time they got to Appalachia and had moved over here, they mostly, most of them revered them as scary spirits. And they blamed them for all the bizarre happenings, which couldn't be explained naturally in there. You know, because all these people lived on the edge of woods and, you know, all these towns are based in like, you know, thick woods and stuff. So like anytime... A kid went missing in the woods, and mm-hmm. he wasn't killed by a mountain lion. He was taken by fairies. Yeah. You know, or whatever it may be. So, it was not just Appalachia's European settlers who believed in the existence of fairies, though. Um, as they began to me- mingle with the Native Americans, they also discovered that many of their beliefs regarding fairies were shared by the land's original inhabitants, especially the Cherokee. Hmm. Which is wild. Th- Again, this goes back to what I was saying. Like, it's just, it's wild to think about that they also had the same beliefs as people they've never yeah. met. Uh, it's interesting, like that. The ideas do tend to like, like okay, like a lot of different continents have people that, from the beginning of forming ideas, believe that there were gods that were resurrected and all these things. There, there's all kinds of things that kind of like transcend there's distance. Certain, yeah, there's um, and I mean, there's plenty of people who yeah discuss this in depth, but it's like yeah, there are ideas and themes that transcend every single religion and it's like mm-hmm. yes. a lot of it of course trace back to sun worship and things like yeah, that like but blood sacrifice the seasons seasons being things, a big deal yes um yeah that is which i mean i guess obviously if we were on a planet with two seasons then each season would be a big deal it doesn't you know mm-hmm. but <laughs> true we're about uh, to get down to two seasons, I think. Yeah, actually, I, I, um, <laughs> I think we only have summer and winter now. We really do. But like, it's a winter without snow. It sucks. It sucks. It's not a fun winter at no. all. Because um, we got to go do donuts in the track in the geo tracker mm. again. Like, that is the highlight of my life. 
Like, I just pray for one good snow. That's it. At least one good snow for us to go do donuts in, and then yeah, I'll be we were, happy. But we no. were doing donuts the size of a whole parking lot. We weren't spinning in a small oh, circle. Dude, that was so much fun. I guess we were essentially drifting. We were drifting. Yeah. <laughs> we were just hanging out in the sunroof. Uh, prepared to die if, yeah, we, if it happened quick side note so we that time uh, that we're referring to I, I guess it's been two years ago probably and uh maybe longer i don't know i don't really have a good grasp of time <laughs> i don't have really a good concept of time but so we go out with some buddies of mine from where i worked at the time and we're just trying to get into something because we all have like four-wheel drive like mud tire like lifted vehicles and all that stuff and and we go to this place called Paul's Discount, <laughs> which is just like a place where like everyone goes to buy like you can buy anything there, any anything you want. It's, it's just about, like been there for like fifty years. Like your grandpa used to go there you and want buy a gun, like, and then you also want like some pants and, and maybe, maybe some strings. stuff to sew with. You go to Paul's. Maybe also a life jacket. Maybe a life and jacket. And a CB pole. radio. I'm CB just radio. saying, it's not like a Walmart type situation. It's like. It's the stuff you need to survive, mostly. It is. And uh, I bet they have MREs there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, we need to start checking that out. Yeah. But anyway, we go there, and we just see this Jeep. Like, we're just all sitting in the parking lot. Like, this Jeep is just, like, getting down. Like, across the parking lot, he's just, like, doing donuts and, like, going off-road and all this stuff. We're just sitting there watching him. And so, like, he comes over to us because he can tell we're about to get into some shit. And we're just like, you know, let's go do some donuts somewhere. We go to the Big Lots area of our town and which, it's the uh that what's that uh oh it's th- the peddler's thrift, mall the thrift store yeah the the peddler's, peddler's mall. mall which used to be a giant dollar store like yeah. a monster what was that place called i don't remember the dollar world or something who knows um but anyway we do donuts the size of the parking lot which is drifting i guess and i have a soft top i just kind of like let it back Beatty stands up he's hollywood yeah out the top of the thing it's a great video it's a good video. We may post it sometime. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's the most I've ever felt alive. So Honestly, really. same. <laughs> it's so fun. Because at any point, we could just careened off into the, like, over the hill there. Like, the a shoulder, steep little hill. Yeah, the shoulder was, like, deep. Right there, yeah. yeah. It was very far down to the highway, but, yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. So, yeah, hopefully we'll have four seasons again one day. Maybe if we all... Um, I don't know. Stop polluting. Stop polluting. I'm tired um, of this. It's really just really honestly just the big companies that are doing it, it is. to us. It's like, yeah. I used to think like, oh, man, yeah. oh, yeah. I feel bad for driving a car. It's like, wait, nope. All the cars in the world account for like 1% of what's happening. It's yep. to actually just the giant corporations that are just pumping shit into the skies constantly. Like 1% of corporations uh, contribute to like 70 to 75 percent pollution <laughs> yeah. or whatever and yeah. it's like so i'm oh, gonna keep so driving yeah. i'm gonna keep yeah. driving just my keep gas driving. Car. um just uh you know we gotta guillotine some people it's fine it's fine it's a revolution we gotta, yeah we'll, we'll start a revolution across the world it'll be fun um uh, a lot of people will die so fairies but, so anyway back to fairies <laughs> uh and this is actually they've been telling me to do this so they yeah want, the, the fairies want the revolution too they do um but so the cherokee people they mm-hmm. had their Hairy faced dwarfs. Okay. Um, were these little people that they um, believed in. Hairy faced that, dwarfs. That, that's how they describe them, hairy faced dwarfs, which I have something to say. I have a theory, and I have, there's no, I only have a very limited amount of historical like thought behind this. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are historians that would laugh at me when I say it, but. Oh, so I'll laugh. Yeah, I'll laugh at you. They claim that they were, they said the petroglyph illustrations show them with horns on their head and traveling in groups of five to seven per canoe. 
So, oh, they're always in a canoe. Apparently, they like to travel by canoe. They're always in canoe, but <laughs> we could take up traveling by canoe here, but we, we just have to just carry it. Yeah, and it's not fun. Trust me, I know it's not fun to carry a canoe. Yeah, we'll get into that. Well, yeah, that's we're still gonna story. do a lost in Kentucky episode <laughs> soon, where we just interview people that have been <laughs> lost for extended periods of time. In and Kentucky. unfortunately, I have like three different stories. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, travel by so, canoe. Think about this. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a theory that way before Christopher Columbus's genocidal ass ever showed up um, in the Americas, enslaving like enslaving rapists, and, yeah, be, you know, uh, giving them smallpox blankets and all that shit. Horrible piece of shit. Huge Christopher Columbus shit. was a horrible person. Awful, it's awful hilarious person. that we even shrine and like him. duped like his Spain. He even was like a shitty to his people that were like <laughs> paying him. Like he was just a shitty person. He's just all around only thought about himself, and yet we have like. Statues built for him. It's you really can weird. get off work because of Christopher <laughs> Columbus. Like ultimate goal, ultimate yeah, just hit, a piece of shit. He and did get it. Revered for it. Those people get it, man. But uh, so think about this. So before Christopher Columbus or anything, Vikings were said to have showed up in these lands. Right. Yeah, they were way um, before us. Yeah. Way before Leif, you know, Leif Erikson, all that shit uh, showed up. So think about the description there of. They had horns on their head. They were f- hairy faced dwarves traveling in groups of five to seven per canoe. Okay. I mean, like, they probably are describing Vikings here. They, oh, okay. Like, yeah. they, I think that, and I don't know. I Literally, like I said, historians might be like, they've never, they, the Vikings never interact with the Cherokee. But, like, why not? I don't know. Were Vikings more Neanderthal than Native well, Americans? They very much were. And also, well, not hmm. any more Neanderthal, but they were, I mean, they were obviously very hairy. They were very hairy people. That's, that's the reason that the scripture comes yeah. out. And then also, um, back then, I mean, like, you remember how, like, you know, over time, people have gotten taller in general yes so and like, better at sports and all kinds of things but so they were a lot shorter back then mm-hmm. um still scary vikings are terrifying but they still were shorter so i'm wondering if maybe like <laughs> we could whoop some viking ass right now like me probably and you, yeah <laughs> we tower over the vikings that'd be funny <laughs> but uh so they also they often talk to the tiny people playing this is the only part that obviously doesn't sound much like vikings but yeah who knows yeah Native legends often talk of the tiny people playing pranks on individuals such as singing and then hiding when an inquisitive person searches for the music. Uh, it's often believed by Native Americans that the little people love children, a little weird, and yeah. would take them away from bad or abusive parents or if the child was without parents and left in the woods to fend for themselves. Yikes. Again, probably just killed by like mountain lions, mm-hmm. um, you know, or whatever. But yeah, whatever makes you sleep at night. Could be the Vikings fairies. or fairies. Or could be fair, or Vikings. I mean, think about it. I wonder if vikings ever did think about taking back they didn't really do that i don't think at all i don't know Again, yeah. i'm not a viking historian but like it is interesting that like the vikings showed up and were just like oh shit these people are kind of badass and yeah. didn't really like feel the need to conquer them and all this stuff like they did with england yeah um but well, then, of course but then the spaniards showed up and they're like we gotta kill them all yeah naturally yeah that's interesting i mean it'd be one hell of a haul to take back some like white dude but I'm saying, like, well, I mean, or not about, white or, dude, or, a Native American, saying, like a Native American, like it would shock people in mm-hmm. in uh, Viking land, those places, Norway, Viking land, Viking land. It's a it's an good, amusement park. Yeah, it's a good amusement park. <laughs> it only, it only has that one ride with the Viking boat where it just swings back and forth. That's the only ride. <laughs> and you, they just, have. you walk through; it's like surreal. There's just hundreds <laughs> of Viking boats just swinging just in swinging unison. Is terrifying. Wow. The original amusement park. So, That'd be horrifying. Other legends say that if the tiny people were ever spotted by an adult human, they would beg the person who observed them not to tell anyone and reward those that kept their word by helping them and their family out in times of need. 
Um, now, from tribe to tribe, there were variations of what the Tani people's mannerisms were like and whether they were seen as being good or evil. Um, but in general, that's kind of those are the two big things that really um, went from. So think about it again. These are marred. Um, these get married with the Irish uh, Irish American beliefs, and that became yeah. yeah. That became Appalachian Appalachian fairies. Yep. Um, you know, they some of them. They a lot of the thing was just that they were mischievous. Mm-hmm. And they also treated them almost as gods as far as like, you know, some people did worship them. Some people at least left them. Yeah. Al- you know, altars or whatever. Um, and in fact, this is a fun fact. One North American native uh, tribe believed that the tiny people lived in nearby caves. The caves were never entered for fear of disturbing the tiny people. Interesting. Now, if you have watched Hellier or if you know any of the things that, that we might know about some of these little goblin folk that have been roaming around in the Kentucky caves possibly. Yeah. That's an interesting thought that even all the way back then, the native Americans have believed in little people living in the caves. Interesting. That, um, you didn't want to go near there. Like you didn't want to, you didn't want to mess with the tiny folks in the caves. Wow. Okay. So it's like exploring mammoth cave, like the deforestation version of ruining the small people's home. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Like we just keep going, we just keep finding more and more well, mammoth like cave, that. and they're like their real estate just keeps shrinking. All the goblins and all the Vikings and all the people that live in these caves, their real estate just keeps shrinking because they've commercialized so much, it. That is true, but there is so much a mammoth cave that we haven't even touched that. Mm-hmm. I believe it Do goes you, way farther than and further into the ground than we can imagine. Uh, oh yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, obviously, you remember the cave we went into with our buddy Jason Jones. Shout yeah. out. Um, which we know his wife, Tammy, she definitely listens to the show. Shout, Shout out, out as well. Um, so we went in that cave with Jason near his house. And you remember that this is just kind of a weird, like interesting thing. Cause we've been talking about Disney and fairies and all oh, kinds of shit in caves be- that apparently this cave near Jason's house. So we go in this cave that's covered by a storm grate kind of thing. Off of the side of the road. It's literally um, just like in the ditch on the side of the road. We just road, crawl in. You can barely fit in. Like, we're just the right size to fit in here. We go in here. It's huge inside. I mean, it is. if you fell from the top of this cave to the bottom, you would die or be seriously injured. Anyway, it's a huge cave. So we get in there. We do all this exploring. Then we come out. And we meet this guy on the road. He's like, you guys go in the cave? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, you know, that used to be called Snow White Cave. We're like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some prisoners that escaped and they hid out in this cave. And in the back, uh, with the clay of the of the uh, cave there, which was kind of like this, it's kind of like thick mud. They had apparently back in the day fashioned the seven dwarves out of that clay. And they had made a throne out of the rocks in the back. Of course, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. We need to go back. I don't know if that stuff's in there still. Supposedly it could be, but... I didn't. Um, it was a really neat cave, but I I couldn't. I don't couldn't imagine where it would have been in there. I mean, it's either. a pretty big area, but it does end, and so we pretty much were able to explore. Yeah, but but yeah, it is interesting that they built the the seven dwarves. Yeah, and, it's weird. Um, short people caves, goblins, all that shit. Very so, interesting. Very interesting. Oh yeah. So among our Scottish Scots Irish ancestors, or I should say mine, considering you're an English bastard. And I'm well, a Scots Irish man. I don't know. I've heard that possibly my family went from England to Ireland Traders. and then to the good old US of A. Doesn't count. 
I guess not. I'd rather I'd rather, I'd rather family. I'd rather be my people. I'd rather be English. I'm sorry they went from Ireland to Whoa. England to here. I'd rather be English. I'm sorry. It's just classier. It's classier. I no, you know the IRA is badass. I'm not an alcoholic. You're brown and tan. I am. So <laughs> black and tan. So Beatty is I'm definitely an Irish last tan. name. Yes. It's like hundred percent Irish. <laughs> yeah. And then like my closest other relatives, all the McKees. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You're Irish as hell, dude. As you hell. are screwed. <laughs> So the uh, Scots Irish, of course, they believe their belief in fairies is way more rampant. Uh, they believed in fairy trees, which were small thorny trees that were considered dangerous to chop down, as they were thought to be the homes of the fairies. Uh, one such tree was left alone in Scotland, though Scotland, though it prevented a road from being widened for seventy years. That's how terrified that they were of chopping down this tree, so as to upset the fairies. Uh, the Highlanders believed fairies were. Not the Highlanders, like the immortal people, but just that's what they like call a people. Toyota Highlander. Yeah, the Toyota Highlanders believed that uh, fairies were often mischievous and to be feared. No one dared to mm-hmm. set foot in the mill or kiln at night, as it was known that the fairies brought their corn to be milled after dark. So they just used your mill, and then you're just like <laughs> they did it after hours. Yeah, just like it's after hours. That's a good uh, idea. That's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. They didn't have to build it. Can't blame them. Um, so long as the locals believe this, the miller could keep could sleep secure in the knowledge that his stores are not being robbed. Hell <laughs> Which yeah. Which is honestly it's so brilliant that like some of that. But uh, then you got John Fraser, the miller of Whitehill, who claimed to have hidden and watched the fairies trying unsuccessfully to work the mill. He said he decided to come out of hiding and help them. Uh, upon which one of the fairy women gave him a gal pen, which is like a double handful of mail, and told him to put it in his empty gurnal, which is his store, Yep. Uh, they, these are words that are just made up. Um, these are not real words. Saying that the store would remain full for a long time, no matter how much he took out. So Amazing. Like a, a store of grain and stuff is like it would just wow. keep refilling. Communism. Yep. Honestly. It is also, yep. It just the, the well never runs dry in communism. Nope. It is also believed that to know the name of a particular fairy could summon it to you and force it to do your bidding. Hmm. Uh, and then also. Before the advent of modern medicine, many physiological conditions were untreatable, and when children were born with abnormalities, it was common to blame the fairies. Not nice. And they just put all their shit on the fairies. Interesting. Um, so let me see here. No, let me see. Hmm. You've lost it, haven't you? Give me 20 seconds. No, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're looking at the monitor like... I'm this. waiting for that time to stop. It's not going to stop. I, I just have just to edit it later. Like, I just don't feel like editing anything. Oh, the shit. Did you hear that fairy? Oh my God. I just don't feel like editing anything. So yeah, I'm not going to stop. What I'm going to do for this episode is I'm just going to put the intro music in and then the outro music. And then I'm just going to post it. All right. I'm going to text you tonight. When you get home, I'm going to say, give me a description, description and, and you're, you're going to post it. It's yeah. fine. That's fine. I don't care. I've got some <laughs> shit to say. So, all right. So I'm going to get into changelings for a minute and then uh, it's got a few places. So what? no, it's fine. Just, just well, you're afraid on. of changelings. I just don't know if that's what we should call them. Oh, you're saying that's not politically correct term. No, not changelings. I think they're called trans. Oh, no, that's not the same thing. <laughs> Horrible joke. Horrible joke. (laughs) Absolutely awful. So, uh, fun fact, I watched a movie last night in preparation for this, and uh, I was in the right headspace to be absolutely fucking terrified. uh, What's your movie called? It's called The Hollow. And holy shit, it is exactly what we are talking about. It is about this family 
that moves into like uh, the Ireland, you know, countryside. Okay. And all these uh, local folk are like, hey, get the fuck out of here, you dumbasses, leave. And he's like the, the is this dad. Is the woman in black? No. The dad is like a, um, he's like a fungologist. That's not the word. That's for definitely not the it's word. It's a mycologist, but basically yeah. he's a mycologist. And uh, he goes and studies the fungi. Well, he goes out into the woods and he finds this like black tar stuff coming off all the trees and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finds this like uh, animal, looks like a wolf probably, is like stuck to one of these trees, just like impaled onto it. And it's like stuck by this black tar. Oh, wow. And then it turns comes to find out it is like these fairies that it's, they're called the hollow and they're these horrifying creatures that dude, they're absolutely scary as shit looking things. I think fairies could be depicted very scary. They can be, uh, cause, uh, darkness falls. If anybody's ever watched that movie, it's an old movie about the tooth fairy. Fucking horrifying. Um, but no, these I'll show you some later and I would, I'm not going to give much else about that movie out because yeah, I'll probably uh, watch it. Uh, I recommend anybody watch that movie. It's fucking great. Sign and it's note. literally about fairies and them being evil and the, the creatures in it are terrifying yeah. Um, there's a changeling in the end. Like there's a lot of, they definitely did their research. So. Okay. So, side note. Very scary. Also side note, I'll probably finish Akira tonight. Oh, you haven't finished it yet? I still haven't finished it. We were talking about that. I was talking to Seth about that. Yeah. Night. He texted me about it. Well, he texted me about it a few days ago. Cause I thought you'd finished it, but I have not, but I will finish it. You need to finish it. So but good. fairies, but fairies. So, um, back to but that. Fairies. So of all the superstitions held by our ancient ancestors, it is hard to imagine any which has claimed the number of innocent lives as much as the belief in changelings. A changeling was believed to have been a creature that the fairies had left in place for a human child that they had stolen. Though the child's features and physical appearance may have been unchanged, it was commonly believed that the child itself had been taken, and living inside the shell of what was once a child was a fraudulent counterfeit. Yikes. A child was especially thought to have become a changeling when he or she suddenly, and without any explanation, Became sick or developed an unexplained disease, disorder, or developmental disability. Oh, you know yeah, what this I know, is? I know. This is a way to cleanse. It is. Oh, God. Why do we always do this? This is what we've done throughout history. Is we uh, blame like, any of our mental illnesses or disabilities on, like... It's like, well, they're evil. Supernatural, like, like the witch, like the Salem witch trials. And it's, it's why we never, like, developed mental health until, like, 70 years ago or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It would, it would be impossible to detail the countless number of changeling stories said to have occurred over the centuries, but it is believed that the thousands of children may have died due to their parents mistaking them to have been a changeling. How do you mistake your kid for a... Your kid gets sick or turns out to have Down syndrome. And uh, this is cruel to say, but I'm just saying, like, obviously Down syndrome is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, your kid ends up being different, and you're like... Wow, oh my god, you, there was a time... Yourself, you rid yourself of, like, uh, any sort of, like, guilt, because you're like, the fairies fucked us. There was a time where if you were, if you had Down syndrome or something like that, they thought you were evil yes. or something. Or they would throw you off. Dude, if your baby was born with a disability in like, say, Spartan culture, which I know that everyone knows this pretty much, but like, yeah, they just throw you off the cliff. They I mean, literally, they just toss you off the cliff. Like your baby is born and it's like slightly abnormal. They're like, nope. And they just toss you. So did they have pretty successful gene transfer? Now that is... That's the thing is that they did not. I mean, like, yes, there was a probably a I wouldn't say a master race, but there was a good yes. genealogy within Spartan culture. But the thing is, is they still <laughs> hate kept, to use. Yeah. Hate to use the term master race. Yeah. It's like uh, we're not. Um, what is it called? We're not. We're, we're not, not advocating it. We're not advocating the uh, 
what is that called? What is it called when you, eugenics? Yeah. But, yeah. We're not advocating eugenics, but uh, I just wonder like, yeah, they didn't. So that's the thing is they still, they continuously did have abnormalities. Like the thing is, is that abnormalities are just something that can happen. Like forming a baby in general is tough. Like imagine all yeah. the processes that have to come together, the mitosis <sighs> that happen to happen, the cellular Honestly, change, all that shit that has to happen to actually make a baby. Yeah. There's a lot of room for stuff to go wrong. And it doesn't matter how many times you try to weed that out. You're going to get it. It's honestly, it's kind of messed up. I mean, we've just over the years taken things that we didn't understand and just assigned random values to them. Like some things are good. Okay. Uh, some things, um, you know, we don't understand. We were like, oh, okay, that's some kind of sign from God. This is great. And then some things like uh, Native Americans would see a comment and they're like, we're about to get the plague. Yeah. Like that's the sign of the plague. Yeah. And then a kid with Down syndrome was born and they're like ah oh that's a changeling gotta murder him gotta murder it and it's like and it is like you'd wonder if they i mean i don't know i guess it would be weird like no knowledge of the scientific like values and stuff that we have as to what causes that and everything like no i mean i get it honestly i mean like we're just told from an early age that that's just something that happens which is fine yeah now we're not scared of it we're not scared of it uh, but I mean, you know, now we understand it, but things like that back then must have been pretty freaky and unexplainable yeah. if you get right down to it. And that's actually it. the majority of like all, any of our, I mean, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, just that being a story. Yes. Like the, there are. It's like nowadays you, <laughs> that would be an inappropriate amount of attention to pay to and information. Yeah. It's like, let's write a Disney movie about them. Like, no, stop that. Pretty fucked up. It's messed up. So. I feel like we've said something in this episode that, like, we don't mean for it to be bad. Yeah, we're going to get canceled. It's fine. Just hey, know that, okay. we, hey, I'm going to say this. I'm hey. say this for anyone still listening. Hey, everybody. Yep, listen. We're woke. Don't cancel us. <laughs> um, you can't. I will say. Actually, being... you really can't cancel us because here's the thing. Um, we're uncancelable. <laughs> we're the uncancelables. We are. It's a new name of this podcast. Yep. The Uncancelables. Yep. Try it. Try me. You'll watch. I'll that. be here. We'll still make this, we'll shitty, still make podcast. this shitty podcast. It, we'll it, still. If you cancel us, we'll we'll record twice a week. If, we'll, if, you, if we're like the Hydra, if you cancel us, we'll come back twice as strong. We will. That's absolutely true. So. Yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Do you need to take a break? I'm just grabbing a beer. Just, you know. All right. Fill you grab space. me another. Yeah, I'll grab you a Miller Lite or a Bud Light Orange. Miller Lite. Okay. So, L. Alishman, Professor Emeritus of German at the University of Pittsburgh, is an American forklifter. I don't think that they have forklift certifications back then. You can make a lot of money driving a forklift. It's not back then. This guy's more recent. But, um, I just can't pronounce folklorist, because that's a weird word. (laughs) Folklorist. Forklifter. (laughs) Uh, and generally considered to be a leading expert on folklore and fairy tales. Okay. According to his work, in 1580 near Breslau, a new mother was working to harvest a large crop of hay one summer. The woman, who had barely had a week to recover from the birth of a child, took the baby and placed it on a small clump of grass and left it alone while she helped with the haymaking. Imagine okay. that. Dude, peop- imagine a week after having a kid, you're out working hay. Dude, I've worked hay a few times, and it's fucking awful. Working hay is miserable. It's and horrible. I cannot imagine having a baby and a week later be out there working hay. 
And this is back then. This is, I said it was miserable when we have tractors. They didn't have tractors. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? They had like a scythe that they cut down hay with. Man. Horrifying. Yeah, absolutely horrible. So after she'd worked a long time, the, uh, she returned the newborn infant, and upon simply looking at it, she began to cry and scream aloud. The child was not hers and had become a changeling. Oh, wow. What about that? Uh, after she'd worked a long time, um, I'm repeating myself. Go ahead and, go ahead and cut that. Go you ahead are. Step that out. I'm, it's going to tell you something. Call. I got to call. Hey, Connor, if you're listening, stop calling. Don't or, call me when I'm recording. I know you have no idea that I'm recording right now, but you know what? But we are mad. <laughs> we are mad. I'm so mad. Um, so she realized that the baby had sucked the milk from her so greedily and howled in such an unhuman manner mm-hmm. that it was nothing like the child she knew. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> That's your, fucking horrifying. Imagine you're breastfeeding your and baby and just like, goes, oh, ye- oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just like, it's just like fucking stoked. God. And you're like, oh, you little perv. Yeah. She took the baby home and after several days, the child not acting like the babe she knew. She told the story to a nobleman who told her, if you think that this is not your child, then do this. This gets fucked. This gets way more <laughs> fucked than you can imagine. If, the, if you think that this is not your child, then do this one thing. Take it out to the meadow where you left your previous child and beat it with a hard switch. Then you will witness a miracle. That's what he told her to do. What? So you know what she did? She fucking done it. Wow. She went out and started beating that child with the switch. This is a baby, a newborn even. Um, that's not good man i'm gonna say it's child abuse i'll say it it does work out in this instance but most child abuse cases uh, do not work out this uh, way. i'll be the judge of that keep going so um apparently after beating it it began to scream very loudly and the devil came back and brought her stolen <laughs> child and said there you have it and, the and with devil. that he took his own child away so the devil was better than this woman who beat her child think about that the hmm. devil, like she beat her child and the devil's like, it was actually the devil's child. And he came back and was like, whoa, don't beat my child. Hang on a second. Let's think about the, the lesson this is telling us here. <laughs> yeah. The devil is above child abuse. The devil's like, it seems we have some things we need to talk about. It seems that uh, maybe beating your child is not good. And I want to just, you know what? You can have your child back. I'll take mine. Yeah. The devil doesn't spank his children. We know this. That. We know yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. It's obvious. Uh, but you do what you have to do. I don't know. If it makes you feel good to smack your kid, smack, smack your yeah, kid you around. If you feel more powerful that way, that's fine. If, it, if it's something that makes you feel good, you know, just smack your kids. I'm not, we're, we're not it's a parenting, we're not a parenting podcast. Yeah. Um, or, you know, that's what parenting's all about is just making yourself feel better. Um, yeah. If you need to, to, um, I'm like, lord, maybe if you have to lord over your child, maybe try to like transfer your, all identity. of your thoughts and beliefs and identity and, yeah. and dreams even to your child. Uh, vicarious living, yeah. some kind. I think that's a good thing. These are all healthy vicarious attributes. Vicarious is definitely not a bad word. Mm, I don't. Well, we're not talking about whether the word is bad. <laughs> More of just like if... I guess it is a bad word. Um, <laughs> look at the origin. So... Nope. <laughs> um, nope. So more violent levels included attempting to try to burn the changeling in the oven, as well as hitting or whipping the changeling, all of which would immediately summon the changeling's parents or the devil, who would then be ready to trade back the human baby for the changeling. Again, he shows up. The devil is better than a person who puts their child in the oven. The devil is not that bad. That's what we're learning here. Yeah. Remember this. The devil's not that bad. 
As difficult as this belief in changelings may be to believe in modern society, these are not some fringe notions held by a wily few handful of centuries ago, but shared and even propagated by many of the leading minds of the hour. Of the- Appalachian culture and, and Irish history. Hmm. Uh, William R. Albury, Ph.D., is adjunct professor of history in the School of Humanities at the University of New England. And he writes that the idea of the changeling draws on the ancient folk belief that an abnormal child was not the real child of its putative parents, but a spirit, such as an elf, fairy, or goblin, left in the real child's stead. Having been abducted from the parents, the true child was raised amongst its supernatural abductors, while the otherworldly child remained. Consistent with the more severe manifestations of autism, most changelings lack typical social behavior. Refraining from talk or laughter, they would cry incessantly, remain silent, or seem to find enjoyment at someone else's distress on rare oh. occasions. Oh my God, Beatty, you're supposed to spank your kids. That's what. It, yeah, right. If you don't, they'll. You won't get your kid back. Yeah, that's literally what this is teaching us. We got to spank our kids. Oh my God, terrifying. You have to spank your kids, or the devil might show up, and then he might take your kid back and give you the right oh, one. Oh man. So I've been going about this all wrong. I'm thinking like I don't want to smack my kid because that's. You know, it seems like abusive, and I don't want to, like, smack anybody. I don't smack anybody. Except for you. I do want to smack you. That's fine. That's okay. But if you don't, if you don't beat the shit out of your kids, then you might have the devil's child. But how does this work out? Why why is it this way? Well, so it turns out you have to spank your kids. I don't think so. So you're okay with having the devil's child? Yeah. It's not even your child. Think about it. Apparently it doesn't talk that much. It says essentially that you make your child kind of almost have autism. No, it's saying that what we're saying is... Because they never talk and... These kids were clearly autistic, but they didn't understand what autism was at the time, so they beat their children thinking that maybe the devil would return their actual child back. And it's horrifying. (laughs) It's fucking awful. That is horrible. Like, that that is terrifyingly sad. That for generations, there were people that were born differently and were beaten to death because they thought maybe they could get their old child back. Oh my goodness. Suspected changelings were thrown into water, beaten severely, left unfed in fields or forest, or burned in hot stoves, all in hopes of the parents getting their original baby back. Oh, dude, this is just justifying them being pieces of shit. It is uh, an acceptable excuse for legal and socially acceptable infanticide. Wow. Think about how like ridiculous that is that this has went from like just being fairies <laughs> to them using fairies as an excuse to murder their children. The non-desirable children. Non-desirable according children. to them. Yes. Unbelievable. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's messed up. So we're gonna get out of changelings now. I'll be um, honest, I'm lucky I didn't get the shit beat at I <laughs> I technically did I mean I didn't, didn't really I mean I wasn't yeah. I was in no way abused as a child or anything like remotely like that. But I guess it's good that I was whipped because who knows? Yeah, they know that you're not they might, the devil's child. Well, well honestly, uh, they probably think that I am. Oh, hey, look at that. He spilled his beer. Jesus Christ. That was so fast. Do you need a towel? Yeah, I guess, you know. Just I'll go out one. the door and take a left. It's in the towel closet right there. Oh, in the towel closet? I have a towel closet. Bourgeoisie, yes. Well, I'm not editing this episode, so I'm just going to keep talking while I do this. But it is kind of... Man, I'm really blown away by this whole point that uh, you're supposed to whip your kids and how far people have gone 
to prove in this point. How far people have gone. All the people whipping their kids have come up with this whole thing. This whole like idea that it has saved them or like has done yeah. good. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know. I guess everything that I thought was wrong is actually right. Which is As cool. usual. Which is why I probably shouldn't have kids. Because I'm still not going to spank them. They're still going to be. They'll just be children. the devil's kid. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, but very... honestly, that's okay. I w- I think the devil's kids would be sick. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're probably better than your ass dumbass kid. Yeah, <laughs> they would. They would definitely be better. Uh, you're better than a little dumbass. Yeah, no. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. I didn't like. I technically failed the fifth grade. You didn't. So, one of the most notable fairy locations in the Appalachians is. Fairy Stone State Park. It's located in southwest Virginia. It's one of the few locations on Earth. Can we camp there? We can. Yes. And we need to go very soon because this is very cool. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, One of the few locations on Earth where you can find naturally forming cross-shaped crystals called fairy stones. Hmm. Uh, The legend of these stones can be found in an old tale from the Cherokee Indian Nation who once controlled the area. So the stones are actually... um, there are four different types of stones that you can find. There's single, and pull them up real quick on your, okay. type in fairy stone types, just so you can see them, because they're sick. Dude, you can buy them, so if you go to that state park, you can buy them like as as necklaces already, but honestly, I want to find some and make our own necklaces, because they are sick. Look oh, at wow. that. So there are, so yeah, the different types are the single, Roman, Maltese, and St. Andrews. Um, as you can see, the Roman is the cross, St. Andrews is like a crooked cross, and then Maltese is like a, Chode cross. Thick cross. Thick cross. Yeah, chode cross. (laughs) But they're really cool. Um, So these are called fairy stones. And uh, these are actually, these are the best example of marring the fairy and Christian narrative for these, like, you know, as, as the Appalachian culture wanted to do. So basically, the legend behind the fairy stones, which, again, I want, apparently the Maltese is the most rare one that you can find. Um, then Roman and then St. Andrews and then the single. Okay. But if you find a Maltese, like that's the most rare. It's like finding a four leaf clover. Did you almost <clears throat> say it's like finding a forklift for a second? Forklift. This is forklifts are very prominent in this episode. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so it's like finding a forklift clover. Um, so legend has it that <clears throat> hundreds of years before Pocahontas's father, Chief Powhatan, reigned over the land that is now as Virginia. Fairies danced and played around the springs of water with naiads and wood nymphs. One day, an elfin messenger arrived from a city far away and brought news of the death of old Jesus Christ. When the fairies heard the story of the crucifixion, they wept, and as their tears fell upon the ground, they crystallized to form the beautiful crosses. Oh, wow. Historic superstitions held that possessing one of these rare stones would protect its owner from illness, accidents, and even warding off a witch's curse. Wow. Uh, but in reality, they are st- <laughs> star-like <laughs> crystals. Originally, the stuff was formed uh, about seven miles underground. As the mountains began to rise up, it brought the fairy stones to the surface, um, which are basically these little bricks that, under pressure, twist in 60-degree or 90-degree angles, forming crosses. Technically, ge- geologists like to describe it as... Um, it's a mineral commonly occurs as twin six-sided crystals that sometimes intersect at 90 degrees to form a cross. 
So they're just, it's a natural geologic formation, but it's dope. They're really cool looking. I'd like to find one. Uh, if we go so camping, we'll find one. We need to go one. camping up there and we need to, we need to each find our own Maltese one or something like that. Find the coolest make one. Make a necklace. We'll make a necklace. Because hmm. they, dude, they're dope looking, right? They like, are. They're very They cool. honestly are. We looked them up. They're sick. They're sick. Uh, so yeah, visits Fairystone, Virginia State Park. Uh, it's pretty cool because like, and honestly, this uh, this one blog I found told me where we could park and not have to pay and all that stuff. And do interesting, even if we weren't, I I wouldn't mind even just paying and going to the park um, to search for them because it's neat. I said the best time, the place, best place to find them is around the roots of trees that seem to be uplifted, especially after rain. They get like brought to the surface, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's a good distance away. So, it's five six hours. Oh shit. That's a long way. Why was North Carolina so much closer? How much is North Carolina is right down there? Where did you go in North Carolina? Uh, Charlotte. No. Right? No, 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 no. We went, Asheville. We went to Asheville. Asheville. That's why. Yeah, Asheville's like halfway there. Yeah, honestly, that's a, so we actually stayed we should, in the Pisgah Forest. We stayed in Brevard. Yeah. So that's uh, quite. Which honestly, I want to go there and do some fairy rituals and all that stuff. Because honestly, I think North Carolina wouldn't be a bad spot for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be sick. Anywhere in the Great Smoky Mountains area would be pretty neat. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, but no, we should go to the Fairy Stone National Park sometime. That'd be sick. Sometime. We have to make it a two nighter at least. Oh God, at least <laughs> if it's six hours. Um. So real quick to finish this episode off, I just wanted to give some examples of the scary. Fairies. Scary like fairies. Scary fairies. I'm into that. Because here's the thing, like I don't you know, you don't want you don't want to leave people off with not having fear in their hearts at these things. Yeah, definitely. So there are plenty of scary fairies. Um the first type that I'll talk about are known as the red caps. They are mm. said to be armed with razor sharp teeth and claws, which they use to eat humans and fairies alike. Their name hints at their violent nature. Redcaps mop up their victim's blood with their cap after they commit a murder. Horrifying. Wow. Absolutely brutal. I don't like that so at they all. They have a white cap that they start with. Kind of <laughs> like the KKK. And then they, yeah. they wipe it with blood. And that's how it makes it red. That's how they use that. They literally kill you for your dye. That's horrifying. Terrifying. Oh, we do that creatures. to animals and shit. Yeah, I know. But, but anyway. And then there is the Sluok. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely fairies. pronounced right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You heard me with the guttural sound. That means I pronounced mm-hmm. it right. Yep. Um, they're fairies thought to be the souls of evil people. These fairies travel in a swarm at night, often appearing like blackbirds. The preferred per- prey are dying people who have yet to be given their last rites. Some stories, however, say that you can call them um, by feeling deep sadness or simply by saying their name. Hmm. Once the slog have you in their sights, the only way to be rid of them is to offer another victim in your place, but they're easy to spot in their human form as they look like malnourished people with leathery wings. Leather wings. That doesn't sound very efficient. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah not, that doesn't sound efficient at all. Not good. Uh, then there's the, uh, <laughs> the... This one's funny. The Fakin Fairy, uh, F-A-C-H-A-N Fairy, who lives in the Highland Mountains, um... They are um, the brooding nature in their appearance because it only has one of everything: one arm, one leg, one toe, and one eye. Interesting. All these features which are seen centered directly down the middle of its body, which is both hairy and feathery. These creatures are said to be so hideous that the mere sight of them can stop a man's heart. So basically, these things are so fucking ugly they scare you to death. Wow. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's an aspiration. Uh, they're also very sensitive about not having, um, about not having wings or the gift of flight or anything. So oh, it waves poor babies. clubbed all living things that cross its path. They're like very <laughs> miniature cyclops. Oh, okay. Um, and then the brownies, which are typically guardian fairies who do chores and help around the house. They're the ones you'll see in like the different like princess things and all that stuff. Um, well, that may sound sweet and endearing, though. The folklore says that they are hideous to look at. In some regions of Scotland, they have no separated toes or fingers. And in other areas, they have a hole in their face where their nose should be. Okay. Terrifying. That's horrible. Um, they can be a threat to their own kind, too. Because uh, there are things known as Kelpies, which especially reside within Loch Ness and different lakes within Ireland. They can be cannibalistic. They're small, ugly, and bulbous. Uh, and they're very, they're known for their foul tempers. Uh, they don't discriminate when it comes to killing. They love to eat deer that wander too near the locks, and they're able to shapelift to lure in human prey. And nothing wrong with venison. Good nope. stuff. Yeah, great stuff, dude. My stepdad killed a deer recently and made it into jerky. I could never do it. I, could I couldn't kill a deer, but man, can I eat one? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I, I like deer way too much. I don't think I could kill one, but man, that yeah. tastes good. I was thinking the other day, I was, I was getting my hair cut. There's a TV straight across from the chair where I go to get my hair cut. It's kind of old-timey. And they all show, like, the hunting. It's the hunting channel. And I'm like, deer are kind of, like, just, like, fucked up horses. They're majestic as shit, though. Like, think mm. about it. Like, why do they even have the antlers? No, okay. Do not equate them to horses. I will fight you for this. Well, I just don't have anything else to go off of. I don't, I can't think of anything else that a deer is like. Okay. It's like a wolf is like a dog. Okay. Another it's deer. Like, it's just its own thing. No, no, there's, no, no. There's no. The, Even the, we are like monkeys. Gazelles. gazelles. Okay. Deer and horses are different. <laughs> I evidently didn't realize that that was a thing, but yeah, they're the same. Okay. Anyway, not the same. So. <laughs> fuck you You're fucking don't you equate deer to horses i'm ruining this so uh <clears throat> last but not least are the banshees they are known as women fairies hmm. all these women like the scream yeah um they're said to be most active the night before a death In folklore she she even comes to the door of those who are expected to die she looks like a full-sized human female, and through her ver- appearance, though her appearance varies by region, her hair is always string- stringy, and she always wears a white gown or shroud. She frequently appears covered in moss as well. She is uh, recognized by her loud moaning wells, which are said to be the harbinger of death. Yikes. Fucking horrifying. And there was That's other scary. ones that were like, uh, things that like appeared out of the, uh, they like, would like, say like you're dying, and they would appear outside your door, and they chatter. Like, that's the thing that you know, like, you're about to die. Oh. You hear this chattering sound. Oh. And, like, they're ready to devour you. Like, it's actually fucking horrifying. Horrifying. The only... Ooh, that makes me feel the same way that I felt when you told me about how you could hear the voice out in the woods. It sounded, like, kind of, like, Russian, but kind of not. And it was yeah, the Bigfoot. Yeah, dude, that's just scary. That stuck with me. It it will. Uh, yeah. And there's a recording of it online that we need to listen to later. Uh, it's fucking horrifying. We'll do it for after hours. Yes, after hours. Yeah, which uh, may be a thing one day. I don't know if you guys would be interested or not. Like, we do this thing called After Hours, or me and Beatty just get online and chat, like, voice chat on this thing called Discord, and we just watch videos. 
And if anybody ever wants to just join that, maybe and yeah, watch videos on our Discord, us, it's really fun. We may post a link to it soon on our Twitter. And if you know, you know. If you're yeah. one, if you're one of the group of people that listen to this podcast, and you, it just happens to sound like something that would be interesting to you, just get on Discord with us sometime and just watch these videos. We count them down. We watch them at the same time. Uh, but we could watch that as an after, quote after hours video. That would be great. Uh, that would scare the hell out of me, but. I'm into it. Hell yeah. Well, oh. that's um but that's that's uh that's pretty much what I have for now as far as fairies go. Now, I do you want to talk more about Morphe folk? There's so much to this, dude. There is. I didn't realize like actually this is one of my least favorite subjects until recently, like Well, now we have had a lot of synchronicities have that have forced us to get into this. Way too much. This is like yeah, the thing that has been presented to us multiple times over and over again. And we're going to connect it all to the possibly the God Pan here soon. And I may, in a, I may be in a, a movie. Whole episode. Yeah, there's a movie that Mirhan may be in. It's just, there's so much going on right now. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks uh, so much for bearing with us, guys, through all this passage of time. It's going to get weirder and weirder. And eventually, they're going to listen to this and think, oh, this is like how they died. Probably. Honestly, whenever Nathan's podcast come out comes out and uh, everyone knows about the tunnels and about the sex cults and about the, all the stuff and uh, we're eventually assassinated and yeah. pe- people will listen. They'll listen back on these episodes and they'll be like, damn. Like, wow, how did we not see it coming? Those it guys were so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they literally caused Absolute this. No they brought this on themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really think that the Fae Folk thing is going to be It's, it's the next few episodes and it's going to be very fun yes, to dive into. Yes, a so. super sick uh, series. We'll see you guys around. Yeah, uh, come hang out with us some night at Jarfly in Somerset, Kentucky. We're there a lot uh, on Fridays. Uh, maybe we can camp with some of y'all. I don't know. We do a lot of stuff. If y'all are interested in hanging out with us, just pay attention to the social media pages and stuff. We will be on there. Anyway, guys, peace out. Thanks for listening. Good night.